Hi everybody, I'm back after quite a long stretch. It's now November 2022, and I think the latest episode that I um, had made available was back in April of 2020, so it's been a while. I signed into Anchor today, which is the app I use to record my Nana Reads podcast, and got a real shock. I've had um, 5,907 listens. And there are a few of you out there who apparently are quite interested in the adventures of Buster Bear. So it's way past time to find out exactly what happens. So over the next few days, I hope to um, post uh, segments that will finish this book and then we'll all get started on something else. I just want to say thank you for listening. It, um, it's a real boost to uh, to see that there are some people out there who are enjoying what I'm doing. Um, I use uh, an email for this um, podcast, and it's Nana Reads Stories, all one word, at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with me and um, let me know what you like, or maybe let me know other um, uh, children's books that you might be interested in hearing me read. I would be really uh, happy to hear from you. Thank you very, very much. And here we go. The Adventures of Buster Bear, Chapter 7. Farmer Brown's boy has no luck at all. Farmer Brown's boy tramped through the green forest, whistling merrily. He always whistles when he feels light-hearted, and he always feels light-hearted when he goes fishing. You see, he is just as fond of fishing as is Little Joe Otter, or Billy Mink, or Buster Bear. And now he was making his way through the green forest to the Laughing Brook, sure that by the time he had followed it down to the Smiling Pool, he would have a fine lot of trout to take home. He knew every pool in the Laughing Brook where the trout loved to hide, did Farmer's Brown, Farmer Brown's boy, and it was just the kind of morning when the trout should be hungry. So he whistled as he tramped along, and his whistle was good to hear. When he reached the first little pool, he baited his hook very carefully, and then, taking the greatest care to keep out of sight of any trout that might be in the little pool, he began to fish. Now, Farmer Brown's boy learned a long time ago that to be a successful fisherman, one must have a great deal of patience. So, though he didn't get a bite right away as he had expected to, he wasn't the least bit discouraged. He kept very quiet and fished and fished, patiently waiting for a foolish trout to take his hook. But he didn't get so much as a nibble. Either the trout have lost their appetite or they have grown very wise, muttered Farmer Brown's boy, as after a long time he moved on to the next little pool. There, the same thing happened. He was very patient, very, very patient, but his patience brought no reward, not so much as the faintest kind of nibble. Farmer Brown's boy trudged on to the next pool, and there was a puzzled frown on his freckled face. Such a thing had never happened before. He didn't know what to make of it. 
All the night before, he had dreamed about the delicious dinner of fried trout he would have the next day, and now, well, if he didn't catch some trout pretty soon, that splendid dinner would never be anything but a dream. If I didn't know that nobody else comes fishing here, I should think that somebody had been here this very morning and caught all the fish or, or else frightened them so that they are all in hiding, as said he, as he trudged on to the next little pool. I never had such bad luck in all my life before. Hello, what's this? There, on the bank beside the little pool, were the heads of three trout. Farmer Brown's boy scowled down at them more puzzled than ever. Somebody has been fishing here, and they have had better luck than I have, thought he. He looked up the Laughing Brook, and down the Laughing Brook, and this way and that way, but no one was to be seen. Then he picked up one of the little heads and looked at it sharply. It wasn't cut off with a knife. It was bitten off, he exclaimed. I wonder now if Billy Mink is the scamp who has spoiled my fun. Thereafter, he kept a sharp lookout for signs of Billy Mink, but though he found two or three more trout heads, he saw no other sign and he caught no fish. This puzzled him more than ever. It didn't seem possible that such a little fellow as Billy Mink could have caught or frightened all the fish or have eaten so many. Besides, he didn't remember ever, ever having known Billy to leave heads around that way. Billy sometimes catches more fish than he can eat, but then he usually hides them. The farther he went down the Laughing Brook, the more puzzled Farmer Brown's boy grew. It made him feel very queer. He would have felt still more queer if he had known that all the time two other fishermen who had been before him were watching him and chuckling to themselves. They were Little Joe Otter and Buster Bear. Chapter 8 Farmer Brown's Boy Feels His Hair Rise Twas just a sudden odd surprise made farmers Farmer Brown's boy's hair to rise. That's a funny thing for hair to do, rise up all of a sudden, isn't it? But that is just what the hair on Farmer Brown's boy's head did the day he went fishing in the laugh at the Laughing Brook and had no luck at all. There are just two things that make hair rise, anger and fear. Anger sometimes makes the hair on the back and neck of Bowser the Hound and of some other little people bristle and stand up. And you know the hair on the tail of Black Pussy stands on end till her tail looks twice as big as it really is. Both fear and anger make it do that. But there is only one thing that can make the hair on the head of Farmer's Boy, Farmer Brown's Boy, rise and as it, it wasn't anger, of course, it must be fear. It never had happened before. You see, there isn't much of anything that Farmer Brown's boy is really afraid of. 
Perhaps he wouldn't have been afraid this time if it hadn't been for the surprise of what he found. You see, when he had found the heads of those trout on the bank, he knew right away that someone else had been fishing. And that was why he couldn't catch any. But it didn't seem possible that little Billy Mink could have eaten all those trout. And Farmer Brown's boy didn't once think of little Joe Otter. And so he was very, very much puzzled. He was turning it over in his mind and studying what it could mean when he came to a little muddy place on the bank of the Laughing Brook. And there he saw something that made his eyes look as if they would pop right out of his head. And it was right then that he felt his hair rise. Anyway, that is what he said when he told it, told about it afterward. What was it he saw? What do you think? Why, it was a footprint in the soft mud. Yes, sir, that's what it was and all it was. But it was the biggest footprint Farmer Brown's boy ever had seen, and it looked as if it had been made only a few minutes before. It was the footprint of Buster Bear. Now, Farmer Brown's boy didn't know that Buster Bear had come to the Green Forest to live. He never had heard of a bear being in the Green Forest, and so he he was, and so he was so surprised that he had hard work to believe his own eyes. And he had a queer feeling all over. A little chilly feeling, although it was a warm day. Somehow he didn't feel like meeting Buster Bear. If he had had his terrible gun with him, it might have been different. But he didn't. And so he suddenly made up his mind that he didn't want to fish anymore that day. He had a funny feeling, too, that he was being watched, although he couldn't see anyone. He was being watched. Little Joe Otter and Buster Bear were watching him and taking the greatest care to keep out of his sight. All the way home through the green forest, Farmer Brown's boy kept looking behind him, and he didn't draw a long breath until he reached the edge of the green forest. He hadn't run, but he had wanted to. Oh, said Buster Bear to little Joe Otter. I believe he was afraid. And Buster Bear was just exactly right. Chapter 9 Little Joe Otter has great news to tell. Little Joe Otter was fairly bursting with excitement. He could hardly contain himself. He felt that he had the greatest news to tell since Peter Rabbit had first found the tracks of Buster Bear in the green forest. He couldn't keep it to himself a minute longer than he had to, so he hurried to the smiling pool where he was sure he would find Billy Mink and Jerry Muskrat and Grandfather Frog and Spotty the Turtle, and he hoped that perhaps some of the little people who live in the green forest might be there too. Sure enough, Peter Rabbit was there on one side of the Smiling Pool, making faces at Reddy Fox, who was on the other side, which of course was not at all nice of Peter. Mr. and Mrs. Redwing were there, and Blackie the Crow was sitting in the big hickory tree. Little Joe Otter swam straight to the big rock and climbed up to the very highest part. He looked so excited, and his eyes sparkled so that 
Everyone knew right away that something had happened. Hi, cried Billy Mink. Look at little Joe Otter. Must be that for once he has been smarter than Buster Bear. Little Joe made a good-natured face at Billy Mink and shook his head. No, Billy, said he, you are wrong, altogether wrong. I don't believe anybody can be smarter than Buster Bear. Reddy Fox rolled his lips back in an unpleasant grin. Don't be too sure of that, he snapped. I'm not through with him yet. Boaster, boaster, cried Peter Rabbit. Reddy glared across the smiling pool at Peter. I'm not through with you either, Peter Rabbit, he snarled. You'll find out one of these fine days. Reddy, Reddy, smart and sly, couldn't catch a buzzing fly, taunted Peter. Chug-a-rum, said Grandfather Frog in his deepest, gruffest voice. We know all about that. What we want to know is what little Joe Otter has got on his mind. It's news, great news, cried little Joe. We can tell better how great it is when we hear what it is, replied Grandfather Frog testily. What is it? Little Joe Otter looked around at all the eager faces watching him, and then in the slowest, most provoking way, he drawled, Farmer Brown's boy is afraid of Buster Bear. For a minute, no one said a word. Then Blackie the Crow leaned down from his perch in the big hickory tree and looked very hard at little Joe as he said, I don't believe it. I don't believe a word of it. Farmer Brown's boy isn't afraid of anyone who lives in the green forest or in the green meadows or in the smiling pool. And you know it. We are all afraid of him. Little Joe glared back at Blackie. I don't care whether you believe it or not. It's true, he retorted. Then he told how early that very morning He and Buster Bear had been fishing together in the Laughing Brook, and how Farmer Brown's boy had been fishing there too, and hadn't caught a single trout because they had all been caught or frightened before he got there. Then he told how Farmer Brown's boy had found a footprint of Buster Bear in the soft mud, and how he had stopped fishing right away and started for home, looking behind him with fear in his eyes all the way. Now, don't tell me that he isn't afraid, concluded little Joe. For once, he knows just how we feel when he comes prowling around where we are. Isn't that great news? Now, we'll get even with him. I'll believe it when I see it for myself, snapped Blackie the Crow. Chapter 10. Buster Bear becomes a hero. The news that Little Joe Otter told at the Smiling Pool, how Farmer Brown's boy had run away from Buster Bear without even seeing him, soon spread all over the green meadows and through the green forest until everyone who lives there knew about it. Of course, Peter Rabbit helped spread it. 
trust Peter for that. But everybody else helped too. You see, they all had all been afraid of Farmer Brown's boy for so long that they were tickled almost to pieces at the very thought of having someone in the green forest who could make Farmer Brown's boy feel fear as they had felt it. And so it was that Buster Bear became a hero right away to most of them. A few doubted Little Joe's story. One of them was Blackie the Crow. Another was Reddy Fox. Blackie doubted because he knew Farmer Brown's boy so well that he couldn't imagine him afraid. Reddy doubted because he didn't want to believe. You see, he was jealous of Buster Bear, and at the same time, he was afraid of him. So Reddy pretended not to believe a word of what Little Joe Otter had said, and he agreed with Blackie that only by seeing Farmer Brown's boy afraid could he ever be made to believe it. But nearly everyone else believed it, and there was great rejoicing. Most of them were afraid of Buster, very much afraid of him, because he was so big and strong, but they were still more afraid of Farmer Brown's boy, because they didn't know him or understand him, and because in the past he had tried to catch some of them in traps, and had hunted some of them with his terrible gun. So now they were very proud to think that one of their own number actually had frightened him, and they began to look on Buster Bear as a real hero. They tried in ever so many ways to show him how friendly they felt, and went quite out of their way to do him favors. Whenever they met one another, all they could talk about was the smartness and greatness of Buster Bear. Now I guess Farmer Brown's boy will keep away from the green forest, and we won't have to be all the time watching out for him, said Bobby Coon as he washed his dinner in the Laughing Brook, for you know, he's very neat and particular. And he won't dare set any more traps for me, gloated Billy Mink. I wish Burr would go up to Farm Brown's hen house and scare Farm Brown's boy so that he would keep away from there. It would be a favor to me, which I certainly would appreciate, said Unc Billy Possum when he heard the news. Let's all go together and tell Buster Bear how much obliged we are for what he has done, proposed Jerry Muskrat. That's a splendid idea, cried little Joe Otter. We'll do it right away. Caw, 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 broke in Blacky the Crow. I say, let's wait and see for ourselves if it is all true. Of course it's true, snapped little Joe Otter. Don't you believe I'm telling the truth? Certainly, certainly. Of course, no one doubts your word, replied Blackie with the utmost politeness. But you say yourself that Farmer Brown's boy didn't see Buster Bear, only his footprint. Perhaps he didn't know whose it was, and if he had, he wouldn't have been so afraid. Now, I've got a plan by which we can see for ourselves if he really is afraid of Buster Bear. What is it? asked Sammy Jay eagerly. Blackie the Crow shook his head and winked. That's telling, he said he. I want to think it over. If you meet me at the big hickory tree at sunup tomorrow morning and get everybody else to come that you can, 
perhaps I will tell you.